Hello, everyone. Welcome into the banter. I don't know the last time when I was on this. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I feel like you were. I went for like a month stretch where I was gone. And then I found out last night I'm back today. I think you were on it with Robbie. I was on it with Robbie. Yeah, Robbie's side guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm always excited when I'm back on the banter. It's always a good time. Before we get too far into the show, though, I got to tell you about today's sponsor. 2024 is here in full swing, and that means that it's time for a New Year's resolution check-in with our friends over at Manscaped. New flash, it's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep yourself tamed. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is the time to get a grip on your grooming game with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code BANTER20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Let me introduce the MVP of 2024, Manscaped's fifth-generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer, it's your grooming sidekick. It has two skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a brand-new foil blade for going smooth wherever you desire. And did we mention it's waterproof? Because a trim in the shower is the only way to start the day, so let's face it. Resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BANTER20 at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you, and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. We love Manscaped. Yes, indeed. I just ordered some more beard oil yesterday because I'd got the conditioner before. And I used Griplocked, so... If I'd known we had a banter, nice. I would have supported the banter. <laughs> so I didn't know we had the banter. Nah, we need so. as much Griplock support as we can. So <laughs> yeah. we, there's a little, there's been an ongoing merch battle between Griplock and Tour right. Life. Mm-hmm. It's been heated. It's been close. Checked my phone yesterday when I got into work, just like, hey, what's, what's going on? What's going down? And I see that there was like 13 items purchased on Sunday, February 11th. And I was like, what did Brody do? Oh, yeah. Like, how did Brody push this? What happened? So I go in. Hey, you I must start, have put a tweet out. Or yeah, something. I look. I was going through his Twitter. I was, going, I was like, Brody didn't push this anywhere. I was like, what? How did this happen? So then I dug deeper, and I find out that it's all Edwin Stats yep. merch. It's I just saw, going crazy. Yep, I saw mm-hmm. that. I'm like, Edwin you. Stats is popping off. This is the best merch we've ever put out. What's happened? It was Edwin. Yep. He was just <laughs> buying for his friends and family, <laughs> and in doing so, he created a huge gap. So now Tour Life has a 12 unit lead mm. after a 13 unit purchase. Meaning they should be net down one, but Edwin, man, undercover agent. Have y'all marked a date for like when the the final tallies are going to happen, or is it just? It's ongoing? just year, it's a year long. Okay, good. Because I haven't bought, it, haven't bought any yet. At some point, I'll buy some myself. Brody said it's a it. race to a thousand units, okay. so that's probably that's more. Take a that's while. probably more than a year long. Yeah. But hey, yeah, we're we're in it. Um, honestly, it's closer than I expected. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to get it. It's funny. You can always tell, like, it's we'll get a push over, like, we had a tour life was last night in mm-hmm. this order this morning. There was a bunch of tour life stuff. Yeah. And after Griff Lock, there'll be a bunch of, so it's funny to see that ebb and flow in the That's weekend. So funny. See who was willing to push it to see what happened. I so. was at Connor. We went, I went and looked this morning because I was trying to look through how many of, like, Edwin, it's hard to see because the Edwin stat merch just kind of yeah. dominates February yeah. right now, courtesy <laughs> of Edwin. But I was just seeing like the the stats and it, year to date the Connor horse is shirt number one, yeah. and who's got it? Con's who's got, got it, it is number two. No got way! The that's top awesome. Two selling merch items. So yeah. it's, been, it's the year of the con. That's so funny. That's really the con funny. man. Well, yeah, I did buy forty five big con shirts. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Not that many came through. Oh, oh yeah, I returned half of them. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the cart though. I just yeah. it. That's what we were, Trevor and I were talking of like, who can we convince to just buy 20 items of Griplock merch? So if you're <laughs> listening and you're interested, hit yeah. us up. We can't really offer you anything. Listen, it does have to be purchased through the site. My mom still doesn't know that the Who's Got It, Con's Got It shirt exists. <laughs> if that was a part of the Griplock collection, I'll take you at least a couple more. It's no, not a part of the Griplock collection. <sighs> does she like Connor Horse? Does she want your head with wings? I don't know if she liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> the hey. funniest thing is that out, that's his... Since we created it as we were like, well, we don't have the Yuli horse, the Connor right. horse. It'd be mm. funny. It's outsold every piece of Yuli horse. That is just, that is so yeah. We did push it pretty hard, though. We pushed it very hard. <laughs> well, Brody even wore it for Tour Life because yeah. his tweet True. got enough likes. Right. So True. even Tour Life's pushed that one. Connor, I can't hear you in my headphones. Can you hear yourself? I can't hear myself. Let me see. We'll make if... sure, I just want to make sure that the mic's going through because I can hear me and Hunter, but I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. Do you guys go. remember that commercial? Can you hear yes, me now? I, I do. Just make sure. Yeah, I know yeah. you guys are quite young, but if you remember that. I so. was surprised Geico leading up to the Super Bowl was pushing like the caveman commercials were coming back. Yeah. 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 I really thought their big reveal was going to be like so easy a cam- caveman can do yeah. it during the Super Bowl. I don't even do there it. Wasn't, I don't think, there wasn't even a Geico I was commercial. Saying, I don't think I saw a Geico commercial. I, hmm. I thought I, well, I may be thinking about them pushing it beforehand. I may be mixing beforehand and the actual Super Bowl. Because mm. so. they had like at first 
he like had like a nightmare and woke up and was like, they just made a punchline out of me. Yeah. Like that whole thing. And then they were supposed to have like the caveman documentary and turned it on. It was actually about the gecko and it was just like him talking about <laughs> right. it. And so okay, I was just yeah. waiting for, you know, cause they, they like, they changed it to be like so easy. Well, you know, so they did have to say so easy a caveman can <laughs> mm. do it. Very funny. And I was just waiting for like the big reunion. Right. I was like, this is all leading up to like one of the greatest Super Bowl commercials of all time. And he didn't do anything with it. That would, yeah, that I would really, I just there. assumed it was going to be there. Dang. Jason, what did you think about the Super Bowl? I had no skin in the game, mm-hmm. you know, financially or even from a fan's perspective. So I actually only watched the first half. Mm-hmm. You watched went, the bad half. I watched, exactly. I yeah. watched the bad half. I went over to uh, friend's, I went over to Dakota's house. You guys know Dakota. Yeah. Um, and so we watched it. And it was very, very boring. Yeah. And so then at halftime, we started playing games and we played games through the third quarter and then I left. So there you go. That's fair I heard the second half was more exciting. So it was more exciting. It was in the first half. Yeah. It was so. overall just a kind of a mess Super yeah. Bowl. I really wanted the Lions to be in it. I don't yes. really have an NFL team, but I like an underdog story. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I could, I could get behind the Lions. Then the Super Bowl day, I was rooting for the Chiefs just because I felt like that cemented them as the the like arch nemesis of the NFL. Yep. I was rooting for the 49ers because everybody said, you know, the NFL was bought and paid for and they'd already scripted it. Yeah. That the Chiefs <laughs> were going to win. So I want to be like, no, it's not. I just like... No offense to Alabama, but I like when the whole country can root against one team. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it yep. unifies yep. so yeah. much, you yep. know, because like you always like I always knew a few Patriot fans, but when it would come Super Bowl time, it's just so much fun to just crap on them yep. the whole time leading up to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Saying like Alabama, yep, sure. I, I have one of my before I met you, one of my only Alabama fan I knew is a guy that went to my high school, went to Alabama. And so. You know, yep. whenever every year it felt like or every other year when they're in the you know championship game. But this most recent one, I was rooting for him, but uh, obviously that didn't work out too. Same bad, reason but. I rooted against Duke. I had no yeah. reason, but I love Coach Shashevsky, right? People love same way. People love Coach Saban, but want to hate against Alabama. Yeah, Coach K always loved, but I always root against yeah. unless they're playing Auburn or Tennessee, pretty much. Because it's, it's also fun on the like flip that. side being a Duke fan of like it's fun to be like Duke versus the world, right? Yeah. That's how it feels a lot of times. Yep. I get that, and That's funny. you know, I know Yankees fans feel similar. I'm sure, and like now I feel like the Chiefs. It got sped up a little bit with Taylor Swift this year. Yeah. That kind of just made everyone hate Chiefs anyways. Yeah. But I feel like now well, just made, performance I would say wise, it made more people like them. It made more people <laughs> like them. A bit of both, right? Yeah. yeah. It made more tr- non, true football non, fans yeah. hate yes. the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this Super Bowl just cemented them of like, no, now you just hate them because they're so good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're already kind of there, but right. that was the only reason. I The 49ers, the only reason I don't really like them is I just don't like the combination of red and gold. Just don't like how okay. it looks out there. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't look inspiring to me. It doesn't look athletic to me out there. Watching okay. Redskins, so. McDonald's. Yeah, I don't I like <laughs> Redskins. So. Well, I was my family grew up Cowboys fans. Oh, okay, there. So you go. by nature, I didn't yeah. like the Redskins. Yep. Um, I also a lot of Virginia Tech fans around here. Mm. Burgundy and orange just don't really. Yeah, they don't a, go it, well I, with me. I don't mind it if I think about it as like it's like a it feels like a vintage sports team. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. a little bit. Just never. I've never been a big tech guy. I should have been. I mean, I rooted for Tech when my cousin, both my cousins went there, but like, I just couldn't do it. I can't yeah. do it. As much as, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, uh, if I had to choose between Tech and UVA, I would choose UVA. It just, mm. it feels like, they feel more like an ACC school yep, than Tech does. I, agree. I know but they you, both are. Even but, though they both are, I've always, I, even though I'm an SEC guy, I always feel like Tech was on the outside looking in, even yeah. though they were inside yeah. the ACC. They, just, like, they never feel like, being a Duke fan, when you go to play like tech and anything, it just never feels like an ACC right. game. I don't know if it's the colors. I don't know what that means. Because the <laughs> other thing is, for some reason to me, I think we talked about this a little bit during football season. What is season, an ACC game? They're a conference, Atlantic Coast Conference. Why does it not feel like that? I don't know. Just mm. like the look and vibe of like AC, a bunch of ACC schools just have like a similar okay. look and vibe, like color wise, the like. It's, kind of, it's very clean because you think of UNC, you think of North Carolina State, all their logos, yeah. all the, their lettering and script. Just well, it's very all clear. like white UVA. in a color or like black in a color. It's like all like very simple yeah. like that. Yeah, it just for some reason, Virginia, but because I feel like Georgia feels like an ACC team. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in the SEC. Yeah, so they feel they're definitely because like whenever SEC I team, whenever I, I see that. them, whenever I see that like big G, I hate the logo. But whenever I see that, because it's just the Packers logo, right? Just 
no. Georgia instead, different colors. No, I feel like it's it, not the, just a Packers logo. What is the what is the Packers? What is the G I'm thinking of? Well, you may be thinking about the Green Bay Packers, but I mean, look it just Packers happens look. to be a G. Well, the other thing about Tech Tech too, and they lived by this. They were very much of the blue collar Western Virginia kind of thing. And okay. ACC was a lot of academic schools who were better okay. than everybody. And okay. Virginia Tech's like they used to have their little lunchbox, like their thing for oh, years. Oh, Jason, was the lunchbox. I don't know. Look at that. That's the that's the Georgia G. Right. That's the Packers G. Packers must have copied. Them. That is this is tough. <laughs> There's the there's the okay. Packers G. Uh, I've been corrected. And that's the Georgia G. Oh, I did, exact it, it looks like same. a high school team. You know, yeah. like like Nelson yeah. County locally, they're just the UNC logo, but it's green and yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my, my high school, my middle school and high school I went to was the Panthers, and the logo was just yeah the Carolina. So I think Panthers. that's a, George, but for some reason like the red, white, and black. Like I don't know. Like I think Alabama, Ole Miss. Like there's a lot of like. Auburn, there's a lot of like script kind of feeling letter in the SEC, and then Georgia's just like clean, kind of modern looking, and like it just feels like an ACC school for some reason. That's funny. I think we switch tech. Tech feels more like an SEC school to me. Yeah, I agree. Tech so I think could, we switch tech in Georgia. In yeah, that would be great actually for y'all because you can just steamroll tech every year. <laughs> Their Jason, football team sucks. What are you talking about with the lunchbox? So Virginia Tech, they're, they're like so like a lot of football teams have a thing that helps motivate them or inspire them. Like okay. a lot of them have like the turnover chains. And for yeah. starters, Alabama actually had that belt long before Miami or anybody else did. Alabama has like, a, like everyone like a has w, one. like a world you know WCW mm-hmm. belt. If if you get a turnover, like you intercept the ball or recover a fumble, mm-hmm. you come to the sideline they give you a belt. Other teams have like turnover chains and different crazy stuff. But when I was in high school, so like we're talking a long time ago, Va Tech. Um, had the they basically had a lunchbox because they're, they're they're just workmen. They get up there yeah. and out their work. I mean, they're just, they're the guys could correct us, but that's basically their they're, lunch break. They're blue collar workers. <laughs> yeah. They work really hard. They're not all about flash. They're not all about cool yeah. uniforms or anything else. They just come out there and play. So yeah, I feel like you guys just made me like tech more. One of the most. Well, no, I, that, one of the best. <laughs> like tech. I can see that. One of the best sporting environments you'll ever go to is a Virginia Tech football game. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they, mainly you you walk in there and then the game I went to is a sold out game. I'm sure it's still. Most of their games sell out, but when they play Inner Sandman, Inner Sandman before Man, they yeah. walk out and the whole stadium starts jumping, and it's like Lane Stadium's just like this old concrete stadium, and you feel it like mm-hmm. you feel, the whole thing is just bumping. Like I can't imagine being a player in that tunnel yeah, and, not and just hearing it. Inner Sandman pumping, the whole stadium's jumping. Like they, yeah. I'm trying to think it was uh they were on they like um what's the earthquake graph Guy, rector, rector, scale. rector scale one of their like a few of their games have rector registered scale. on the rector scale. From people jumping yep. for to enter Sandman before they run That's out. That's crazy. Yeah. And like if you it, every college football season, some sports thing posts the video. I think it was when they played Clemson or when they played someone. And every year it just gives me chills. Yeah. I'm not a tech mm-hmm. fan by any means, but you just watch certain sporting yep. like things and it just is like it just gets you amped up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I don't know how you can run out of that tunnel and not be just ready to just wreck someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Yep. I you you are right though the colors of tech are pretty much like the hideous pairing you could do yeah just like a deep like almost burgundy red which is like bright orange yeah it's hideous it's similar like to it. the hat you have on right now honestly yeah little orange to the Bass Pro shop yeah, like, is that yellow is, <laughs> yeah but hey the, I didn't mean that to criticize your hat no I'm that's like I was dissing your hat I'm I didn't sorry, make the Connor, hat it's okay <laughs> I I normally keep my Virginia Tech UVA feelings to myself because this is tech country yeah. you don't. I will say I did feel like I'm not like, I'm not a huge sports person, but like I felt the the feeling of like you know whenever you see somebody who roots for like the same team as you, except for I don't I've never rooted for this team, but I just felt like pride of like yeah that's the area that I'm from because I was doing a gig in um, like the Charlotte area, North Carolina, and I saw a kid there who had a Virginia Tech uh, like hoodie on. Yeah, and I was and I was thinking in my head I was like heck yeah. Because I was like, I live there. Well, I mean, at this kind point, <laughs> at this point, Liberty's the best football program in the in the state. Yeah, we're Dang. the best Virginia football program. Wow, go for it. UVA. The problem, the other problem is UVA and Virginia Tech. They're not even in the conversation. Right. It's between JMU and Liberty. <laughs> that's that's, that's where the that's football programs in, in Virginia have gotten to. That's pretty sad. Now Tech fans will try to argue that, but you yeah. can't. You know, yeah, I mean, the team's terrible right now. Let's listen to them try to argue. Yeah, right? let's listen. Actually, should I call Noah? <laughs> yeah. He's a huge tech fan. Yes, you should. <laughs> Let me he's call him. A, yeah, he's at the warehouse right now. So, Oh, perfect. Get him to try to convince you to be a tech fan. I'll be like, Noah, you're on the banter. Uh, what's your argument? What's his last name? Burchett. Burchett? Burchett. Yeah. Something Burchette. like that. Uh, he, Connor, do you follow any sports at all? 
I, in I, your life, have you like is that a thing you even follow other than no, my family like played sports? Like my sister okay. played soccer like her whole life, so like we would go to those games yeah. and like we would support them. We just didn't like hey, follow Noah, any TV. You're uh, you're live on the banter right now. We're crapping on Virginia Tech, and I just <laughs> wanted to give you a platform to try to defend your school and maybe argue as to why you might think that you're the uh, good football program. Go ahead, you have the floor. Um, his, historically, uh, Virginia. Uh, in Virginia sports collegiate football, we have a you know profound history of you know ten seasons. We've made it to a national championship. Had a you know a very consistent fifteen-ish year period, late nineties and up to around like two thousand eleven. Now you know Beamer probably retired a little too a little too late. And then we had a you know bad hire, but we're building. Had you know better recruiting classes. We improved by four wins from you know Brent Pry's first year, and a lot of people were pre- predicting us to be in the top 25 at some point next year. I'm guaranteed at least an eight-win season next year, if not nine or ten. So, would you agree or disagree with the statement that Liberty Flames are a better football program than Virginia Tech right now? <laughs> Liberty's one game they played a power five opponent and lost really badly. Um, no, they are not a better football program than Virginia Tech. Would you say JMU's better than Virginia Tech? <laughs> Absolutely not. JMU's a joke. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Here's the record. Okay. Let's let's give you the record, Noah, for the last few years. This past year, Virginia Tech seven and six. The year before, three and eight. Oh, that's a rough year. The year before, six and seven. One of those three wins. The year before, five and six. It doesn't matter, Noah. There's no justification. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you can't justify three straight seasons <laughs> under 500 that's for tough. a Power Five school with all that history. That is tough. All right. Appreciate you, Noah. <laughs> of course. Of course. He was very calm and collected. He but was calm and collected. Was. I wanted to get him riled up. I right. think it's because it sounds like there's not really much that he could do to defend. No, <laughs> right? he was, no there's not much there. He's back into the corner. Now, he continued to share. Well, he's been sharing the basketball stuff lately. I don't know how they're doing in basketball. Maybe Virginia Tech is having a good basketball year. Mm. Who knows? I don't think so. I'll look it up. We can find that out quickly. Actually, <laughs> no. Uh, Alabama's climbing back up. They fell out of the top twenty-five, then they beat Auburn. I think they're five-one. Their last. This is a very so exciting. Uh, this is a very exciting basketball season because every team that's like, oh, they're the top team, right. they just get knocked they off get by knocked an unranked off. opponent, left and right. Yep. And I'm very. I think Wait, that Kansas lost by like twenty-nine last yeah. night or something crazy. They, and then. I mean, Duke. Duke was up there at the, at the beginning of the season. We've had some ugly losses. UNC has lost three out of their last five. They were just up there. Um, lost to Syracuse last night. Go Orange. Um, oh, that's why you shared yeah, that. Syracuse. That. I figured. It was uh, I'm trying to think who else. Someone else just lost. I mean, every there was one week where like five of the top yep. six teams yep. lost to unranked opponents in yep. one week. And that's all. That's what college basketball is fantastic. That's why I can't wait for uh, for March Madness this year because like the NIL, as much as it sucks for college athletics. It does make it where, like, this is the most level playing field, yep. maybe of all time. It's going to be incredible. I, Virginia Tech is six and seven in the conference, and uh, what are they? Where's their overall? Where's their overall? Oh, wins loss right there. They're fourteen and ten, so they're above five hundred on the yeah. season. But six and seven in the conference, they're not at the bottom of the conference. Right. Louisville's three and eleven. Louisville used to be. Yeah, a power. Louisville, Notre Dame, and Georgia Tech. Are okay. the bottom of the conference. Notre Dame comes and goes. Yeah, Georgia Tech is like the same. Yeah, Boston College is down. They're always down there. Boston College is poor, poor team. Sorry guys, but yeah, Duke, UNC, UVA up top right now. We got. I've only been to the March Madness once, and we actually got in the local newspaper for it. Oh, so we went. It was when out. Uh, man, Xander was not even a year. My oldest was not even a year. So we're talking twenty one years ago. This was mm-hmm. at. so we were living in um, Georgia at the time, and they were playing in Charleston. Okay. I think they were playing Charleston or Greenville. Either way, we went up there and like the game was sold out. So we literally put we put a sign on Xander Stroller. We're all decked out in Alabama gear. Says and I put a sign over him. It says, "Help! I need tickets to the to the game. I need to see my first Alabama game or something like that." <laughs> so uh, the they, the uh, the local news reporter were there, just reporting on the tournament. Took a photo of us and we got like this really big photo in the like the Greenville <laughs> Times or something. And we got tickets too because that's awesome. Someone heard because in. At the time, I don't know if it's still the way. At the time, South Carolina, like it was a no scalping state, so you couldn't mm-hmm. sell tickets. Like people, we saw 
cops arresting people yeah. there wow. on site. You could sell for for face value. Mm. And we luckily heard some other folks who had some tickets to sell for us for face value. So we were able to get tickets to the game. They ended up losing to Kent State. That was the year Kent State made the run to the uh, Elite Eight. Yep. And that was great. It was good for Kent State to make that mm-hmm. Elite Eight run. But um but it was still fun for us to get in the that actually get fun. in the Duke was actually at that regional as well. We got to see Duke play in the, the game. The only so I went to March Madness once, I think. I traveled with Liberty to go watch. It was um gosh, it was my junior year of high school, senior year of high school. No, it might have been sophomore. Because the um, we made fun of him for it because he became our. Um, they were doing a play-in game, and it was uh, mm-hmm. J.C. Sanders was the. They're like, I guess he was their point guard, but he was one of their like guards, and he had the the game-winning layup. Got fouled, very obviously got fouled, missed it um, up in Dayton, Ohio, and so we flew home, lost by two. And if we would have won, we would have been a. I think we would have been a 16 or 15 seeds. We would have we would have traveled with the team to go and watch them play Louisville. Yeah, would have been who we were, were matched up against back then. Um, but then he became our he was our basketball coach at my high school the next year. <laughs> How crazy! So when we would do layup lines, we just we. I mean, now looking back, this had to be like a really bad moment for him. You know, he just tried like he just lost in March Madness, and it was his final game mm-hmm. of his career in college and we would do layup lines just recreate his missed layup over that and over we used so to have, have guys run down foul the guy and just throw it up that reveals it, so much about hunter sucky right that there, was right? our <laughs> it, i mean he was a good sport about it he thought yeah. it was funny but that was just what our basketball oh. team did that's hilarious yeah that's really i mean funny. at that time like nowadays i would never do that right because now i understand what that moment would have meant but back right. then i mean right you're a kid, we were at a like small it. high school basketball like we'd never <laughs> been in a moment like that i had no idea how much that was probably like all he thinks about <laughs> dang but yeah, that was the only night I got to go to March Madness. I got to watch Duke win the ACC tournament in 2015, and mm-hmm. they went on to win, uh, I think it was 2015. No, maybe I went to the 2010 one when they won 2010. I got to see the 2015 team, but I don't think I went to the ACC tournament in 2015. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I went in 2010. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't see Grayson Allen at the tournament. But yeah, 2010, I think, was the only one ACC tournament I got to watch. We normally go to like a Duke game a year. Um I'm not only I'm going to one this year. Normally, it's like if they go to UVA, we'll go watch UVA versus Duke. Um, and then I try to go to like get tickets to go to Cameron Indoor. Yeah. Like once. I, I'll never forget my um back when I was in middle school. No, I had to be younger than that because JJ Reddick was playing. He's my, he's the reason I'm a Duke fan was yeah. JJ Reddick. I was a big Reddick fan. Still am to this day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. love him. Love JJ Reddick. And I got to see him play at Duke maybe once or twice i got to meet he's from roanoke so he did okay. like a, a meet and greet in roanoke and i got to meet him have him sign a picture and stuff that's cool um cool. but we went down there because liberty was playing duke in women's basketball okay in yeah. cameron indoor and so we got tickets because you know yeah. local team going down there yeah. and it was a double header that day so liberty played duke for the women's basketball game and then duke men's played right after well my dad didn't tell me because we took like my um my grandparents are really big liberty women's basketball fans so they wanted to go we had like we had like a caravan of like two or three cars and people were riding with us and so like we had a bunch of people down there with us so my dad didn't tell me that at that time the tickets got you into both games so when we were leaving there was a family walking in trying and they were like trying to get tickets to go to watch the duke basketball team play at cameron indoor Mm -hmm. and my dad goes oh you know what take just take them just take these we're we're leaving we're driving home you can have them, you know, if you, if you know any friends that have them, like all these tickets are good for both games. Yeah. We just wanted to watch this game. They're like, are you serious? They took it. And I like stopped my dad. I'm like, what? We can go watch JJ Reddick play right now? He's like, no, son, we can't. I'm like, you said the tickets are good for both games. He's like, yeah. I was like, then what? let's go watch JJ Reddick. He's like, Hunter, we can't. We're going home. And oh, I was so upset. I'm sure I threw a crying fit. I don't remember. I was like four, uh, four or five. And like, because JJ Reddick was my hero. And uh-huh. I had a chance to watch him at Cameron yeah. Indoor. And my dad was just like, Hunter, no, we're here to watch this game. We're going home. I was like, I didn't understand. I was like, I right. got to watch it. That's really funny. Didn't get to see it. Didn't get to see it. Connor, have you gone to any professional sporting events or any? I'm sure you've gone to some college ones while you're at Liberty, just with yeah, your friends. I went, I've, yeah, I've been to college, just to Liberty games. But have you ever gone to any other like professional sports events? <sighs> I'm not trying to publicly shame you. I'm just trying to no. Because well, often I don't church feel youth groups go it. like right church. I mean, because a lot of the trips I took was when I was in my youth group or helping yeah. with youth groups. Like we went to a lot of I'd Atlanta be surprised. stuff. Surprised in Georgia. I'm like surprised to think if I haven't been to a Panthers game, but I don't think I have. Yeah. Uh, I went to a Monster Jam. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a Monster Jam. I'm uh, I've, I've, been to, I've been to, uh, uh, 
Hurricanes games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we went to a lot of Checkers games growing up, which was like the the I don't the like small league in Charlotte. Hockey. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. Not any. Not anything pro- yeah. professional. No, I don't think so. My kids, I tried to bring my kids up watching sports, and they just don't. So it was it was a crusher. So like my mm-hmm. life, because I watched, I still follow sports lightly. But when they had no interest in sports at all, it just slowly drained the life out of me. But then I became <laughs> yeah. a better father and, and accepted them for who they were. <laughs> you know, so. well, neither neither one of my parents followed sports, yeah. um, or cared specifically about a certain sport. My dad played like for our church softball team yeah. and really loved that. And then my sister like had interest in soccer. So then, of course, then my dad got like to support that. Got really into soccer and became like her soccer coach yeah, for her team. That's cool. And so we all like went to every single game and supported her for that. But uh, my oldest sister, they put her in like every single sport, and she just it, sports wasn't for her. Yeah. So she uh, <laughs> didn't do any of that's that. What it, that's what it was for my kids. We put them in everything when they were younger, and then Hannah kind of stuck with swimming, and she didn't even, she even did synchronized swimming for a while in Tampa, oh, which that's was really cool. cool. But like we we brought our kids up as fans. So Hannah, my my she's my middle one, my daughter. She still will watch Alabama. Like she came over for the the playoff game. But when we were in kit, like when they were kids, we dressed them up on game day. We all had our Alabama gear, no matter where we were. So we'd be in Germany, all decked out in <laughs> yeah, Alabama yeah. gear. That's funny. we were. I, this is a true story. We were at Neuschwanstein, the Disney castle, like in Germany, the big famous okay. one. If you've seen it, we were touring it, and there was it was a game day, and there's another person, a randomly another American Alabama fan no there, and we saw each other like. Roll Tide, Roll Tide. <laughs> and just kept on going. Didn't even talk to each other. That's, that's the way crazy. the Alabama fans roll. We just, that's <laughs> awesome. Like you'd be in Europe and see it or wherever else, and you see that Alabama hat. Small world. Tide is, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we didn't. I, I, I was the same thing. I was put, my, my, parent, my parents put me in like different sports. Yeah. And just, I, I quit T-ball because it was too hot outside. And, you know, the classic ran the wrong way around the bases. Yeah. Didn't understand what was happening. Uh, I quit soccer because my sister played soccer. And so... I would whenever I was the goalie, I like stop the ball with my hands, and our like coach was like, "Nope, you can't use your hands." And I was like, "Yes, you can. As long as I'm inside the square, I can touch the ball with my hands." <laughs> and they're like, "No, you're not allowed to do that. Not with our age group." And I was like, "Uh, my dad is a soccer coach, and I know <laughs> yes. that I'm allowed to yes. touch the ball with my hand." And then I quit because I didn't, I didn't, didn't like that. <laughs> and so, no. and so I stuck to music, <laughs> and then I found disc golf. Which was a sport that I very much kept yeah. up with. And I was like, I finally understood what it was like to cheer for, yeah. like, I mean, not like a team, but it was the first time that I ever, during a sport, stood up and yelled at the TV. And that's any time Ricky Wysocki took the lead over Paul McBeth. <laughs> I was just screaming death threats at yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I feel like I finally, like, have a way to express this way that I felt for a long time that I feel like people never understand. I always just look super pretentious whenever I really love a certain style of music or I really love a certain artist and they become like wildly popular and like I'm kind of bitter about it. Yeah. And like I know that there's not a really a good reason for that, but like it, like it just kind of like, I don't know. And, and I know people have like a hard time understanding that a lot of times. And it, the answer is always like, you know they're getting more publicity now, so now they're going to be able to go to like even more places. Right. You should be excited about that. I'm like, yeah, but it just doesn't like <laughs> feel the same. I finally have a way to express it to people, to sports people, because it's like the feeling that people who are football fans had whenever all the Taylor Swift fans flooded into <laughs> football. Well, you're better. You're even better because it's example. like being appreciated by people. It's like. It's like being t- like not taken over, but like wildly uh, viewed by people who can't really appreciate it. Yeah. The, you know? yeah. the example has been around in sports for a long time is like the fair weather fans. Yeah. Like if you're the Detroit Lions, great example. They were 0-16, 0-16, I said that right, I think, okay. a few years ago. Zero win seasons. They still had fans during that zero win right. season. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more fans now that they had a chance at going to the Super Bowl. Like yeah, they made. They actually had a little bit of a playoff run, and they had a really good team this year. And the fans who were there at zero and sixteen will see people out and be like, "You can't wear that. You're not allowed to yeah. root for yeah. them. You weren't there. Like, <laughs> yeah. you aren't allowed to. Like, yeah. that's just there's fair. Like, it's the same thing. Like bandwagon teams. Yeah. Like the Golden State Warriors. You know. The people who were fans of them back when I think they were the Supersonics or did the Supersonics go to no Supersonics were uh, the Thunder yeah they transitioned yeah. to the Thunder but people it's who like, fans of like a team like the 
Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. where like they don't have a ton of success, and then LeBron comes in, and then all out of nowhere they have all these fans because LeBron, and then all, you know, they know as soon as LeBron leaves, all these fans are gonna leave. Just like right now, people know if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey break up, <laughs> those Swifties are gonna yeah. hate the Chiefs. Yeah, yep, it's exactly. like you don't have the right to wear that uniform. I <laughs> yeah. suffered for this uniform. You can't do it. Yeah, it's it's like I, I this is how like I used to be awful. I used I mean I used to be so pretentious, uh, and I still am in ways. So part of getting older is everybody's part of getting older is just recognizing uh, how much pride you have, and if you haven't realized how much pride you have, you you're not mature yet, <laughs> and so uh, it's trying to get rid of that pride. So I've I've I find ways to get around my pride now these days, and so I don't hate people like Ed Sheeran anymore. Um, because I realized, you know what, he's fine. And, uh, but like whenever wagon wheel became wildly popular because Darius Rucker sang it, it pissed me off. I was so same way. Much. Cause oh, old, old crow, man. Yeah, so, dude. Yeah. And so it made me so angry and all these people, oh, I also used to have a little bit of a preconceived notion about country music because the middle school I went to, <laughs> everybody was rednecks and it made me angry. Now I'm a redneck, so I'd probably get along with them. Um, but they like it whenever that it became like so wildly popular it made me so angry because like guys this song existed before and now this guy who was better with hooting the blowfish thinks that he can sing it and that it's like <laughs> and like and but it, i mean it doesn't matter have you seen old crow medicine show in live, in live? I oh it's great i saw, I saw them, them in Montgomery, so. i saw them at the ovens auditorium in charlotte and it was awesome yeah. the lead singer of old crow he he's he like plays the the fiddle with the band as well, but he's insane because yeah. he'll be like just like singing and like he has like a stage hand that's like handing him his fiddle, yeah. and so he'll just be like singing and before you know it, the stage hand has the fiddle up to his neck and he's just like is like walking like with the mic mic on the stand and it's just holding like this and starts playing the fiddle. Like he's, <laughs> they have it so like yeah. choreographed perfectly to where it, it's just it's so awesome. Wagonwheel just celebrated so cool. twenty years. Did you see that? I did. That's how that. old that song is. That's I didn't, crazy. Man. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, but he yeah because it's originally it's originally written month. by Bob Dylan. Part of it was but originally Dylan, performed right. by Old Crow. Right, and so, they modified it some. Yeah. And there's a there's a line that's like heading down west from the Cumberland Gap. Well, the Cumberland Gap is actually east, and so like, <laughs> like they acknowledge that there's a line in there that's not yeah. actually geographically correct. That's so, funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Well, that's like um, which one the uh, the song, uh, Country Road. Yeah. There's like a bunch John of Denver. debate. Is mm. it actually about West Virginia or yep. the Western part of Virginia? Uh-huh. It's supposed to be about the Western uh-huh. part of Virginia, yeah. but West Virginia's made it their own. Uh-huh. Like I, did, you, I never thought about that. If you listen so. to everything yeah. in the song, like it's all about geographically. It yeah, it's point about to, Western yeah. Virginia. That's funny. <laughs> but well, I have Virginia, to go listen to that song. West now, Virginia's so made it theirs. That's play at the so, I mean, I mean, it does, it, they say West Virginia. Yeah. Mountain Mama, so like yeah. that's fair, yeah. but yeah, allegedly it's supposed to be about the Western part of Virginia. Western actually. Virginia, <laughs> yeah, it's just like because like West Virginia, like we technically live in Southwest Virginia, right? Yeah, like we're in West Virginia, yeah, we're right. just not in West Virginia, yeah. You know what I mean? The way that I feel about like one of the most recent things that have like driven me crazy, driven, dro- yeah, yeah, driven, driven, driven crazy is uh, like the huge rise of Noah Khan. So Noah Khan has become super popular as an artist. He's like more of like the like folk folk acoustic americana vibes and uh he's become like crazy popular recently and like all these random high schoolers are in love with noah khan but he's just playing folk americana music which has been like my whole life of listening to music is like i've always loved that stuff and so like what was fun for me throughout middle school and high school was i would just watch small nobody acoustic sessions of artists just like that just playing music just like that and so it drives me crazy whenever people are like yeah this is like the crazy next big thing with music i'm like no that's been huge for a while and there's a lot of people like i think noah khan is good won't listen to his stuff though out of pride because i'm like (laughs) there's people who do that style way better and like he's just for some reason made it to the the right tiktoker found his music and now he's like wildly popular and It just, well, that's like uh, obviously TikTok has changed yes. drastically all of that, yeah. but back well in, because you have people like well I get this it just takes, TikTok it just takes like one or two viral clips of six seconds of a song. Well, what's his song name? All, like Oliver one. Oliver Oliver Twist. Yeah yeah Oliver uh, Twist Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony Oliver Anthony was yeah. exactly an overnight like got he's crazy kinda, popular. He's not that popular anymore. He's kind of like well yeah he, yeah he was I mean he's he's way more popular than he was right he's touring Europe right yeah. now so yeah <laughs> that's crazy um, but the um, wait what do they under they don't understand what yeah. you're about? <laughs> they may not understand the plight but they can uh, 
<laughs> they speak like, English. They no, what do you word. mean? We love taxes. <laughs> <laughs> More tea. Um, the back in my senior year of high school ish is when uh, I will wait came out mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. My brother was yeah. a huge Mumford and Sons fan. Same. Yeah. And then when <laughs> I will wait I came out and then took off, he hated Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah. turned his whole back yeah, on. No. <laughs> He, he just everything about him. Yeah. He went from because like I liked like the cave and like uh-huh. uh, what's the little, little lion, lion man. man. Like I liked those songs, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like a, a little bit language in little lion. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah a little bit. Though. My brother would. They're always, from London. They're from London. It's My brother. Okay. Would always, uh, <laughs> he, his car had a mute button. Yep. That like yep. you just like could mute it and then uh-huh. unmute. Yeah. Oh yeah. My car, if I do it, it pauses music, so oh, okay. uh-huh. can't really censor it. But Jimmy would always censor. Yep. That's so we were driving. Yeah. Every time. So like every course, like it would be just like blaring in his car and then be like and keep going my band would uh-huh. cover that song at like at gigs but we would just say messed yeah, yeah. yeah. It that's, that's true <laughs> I wish they had a clean version have you seen, yeah. I love that song have you seen Mumford and Sons live I haven't They're, it was always a dream of mine to watch is, them in Red we Rocks. were like in the nosebleed sections and it was amazing yeah. like it, the, just the vibe of it because they're a better live band like their albums are mm. fine but that's the kind of group like Old Crow that live yeah. is much better yeah but I they, thought it was so the, funny the, when, it was the Delta tour and so they had a they, they had a stage in the middle and it was a circular stage so Marcus would go from one side to the next to one Mm-hmm. into the next and was in head microphone set up all around the stage mm-hmm. so he just moved one mic to the next and singing so, so cool. yeah. it was awesome well that's what jimmy went through that of like i because then when i will wake got really popular i really like that song because <laughs> i just yeah. i'm a very casual music fan yeah. i don't get like i don't have a diehard favorite artist or like i've been to like three concerts my entire life oh, wow. like it's just not it's just not yeah. really my thing. I love listening to music. I just never been. So when I will wait comes out, mm-hmm. I just took it for what it was. I was like, that's a good fun song. Right. I didn't care yeah. who wrote it or who sang right. it. And Jimmy just like, you know, started turning his back. He's like, they're, they're just selling out. Just isn't, this isn't, <laughs> this shouldn't be this big. It, same thing for, um, uh, the muse. Yep. He, oh, they were, he muse, loved yeah. the muse. Yeah. And then he went to like, see him at the John Paul Jones arena in Charlottesville. He was like, they're came pretty back. big. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then but they, that like, one song, they re- yeah. hysteria. I think yeah. It was really blew up. It was the same thing. Jimmy was like, people just don't get it. Man. And like, that song definitely is not their best song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no. But you know, Mumford, I understand. Jimmy's that's how I point felt there. about Coldplay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coldplay's a the only band I experienced it with, the only band was Family Force Five, mm. because they went from the yeah. like kind of punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was the lyric. If you listen to it now, like very dumb songs. Yeah. But in high school and like middle school, those songs were sick. Dance on cardboard. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> and then they turned into a techno punk. It was like band. pop. Yeah. And just like, and that's when people started liking them mm-hmm. in my high school. I'm yeah. like, you don't understand what this band used to be. They <laughs> right. sold out. That's the only band I've ever like had that feeling. <laughs> and it's like, it's family force five. Like of all things. Yeah, like, when they dropped cray button, I was like, what is this? Bro. <laughs> apparently they're still sick live. Cause apparently they like refuse to do techno. Uh, I say still, in high school yeah i don't know if yeah. they're still performing I, I don't know but when they came out with the like i'll have to go to winter jam and let you know <laughs> <laughs> when they came out with that like techno punk album which was literally probably like 2014 2015 uh-huh. gosh we're old that was 10 years ago wow. uh, my 10 year high school reunions next year wow that's where i'm at in life um when they came out with that uh <laughs> When they came out with that, though, some of my friends still went to a Family Force 5 concert, and they said they refused to be, like, they were still a band. They refused to be, like, a techno, mm-hmm. so, like, okay. all of the parts that were, like, just probably made on a computer, they just played yeah. on guitar. So, yeah. they were still, like, a really rock, yeah. like, yeah. heavy band yeah. on this. And I was like, that would be sick. Why didn't they just record that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only a, band I really experienced it with. That's the way I'm a little bit with Avid Brothers, because when I found Avid Brothers, they were still more folksy. I so think we all have the same taste in music. We do have I very similar yeah, taste in music. Yeah. And then later years, they added more electric stuff, which wasn't bad, but it wasn't I what like, made me love the Avid yeah. Brothers. So I stopped. I did stop listening to the Avid Brothers. I really loved them, but then they just went kind of a weird route. Their music, honestly, just kind of got a little bit boring. I, and also I started to get more political. And I'm not sure that we lined up either. So it just yeah. kind of beca- became kind of weird. But um, I did see Avery Brothers. I saw them. Um, I wish I saw them at the Bojangles Coliseum whenever they did that live album because that's like one of my favorite live yeah. albums of all time. But I saw them at, um, it was somewhere in Greensboro, but I saw them for their uh, 
New Year's show. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, it was show. awesome. Like, we, now they, that we're close like known enough, for that New Year's we're, Now that we're close enough to drive to it, we'd like to. We were supposed to see them in, in Alabama, but it was during COVID. So the, can, the uh, concert, we had bought, bought the tickets and the concert got canceled. And when they rescheduled it, it was in, in Birmingham still, but we had to come. It was actually the weekend we had to come get the kids like two years ago or something to move them back. So I've been to a lot of <laughs> concerts. Like I, in college, I went to, like I was a big, I was a big folk artist fan yeah. like so i literally went and saw the indigo girls five times wow. in That's two awesome. years i've seen dave matthews four or five times mm-hmm. saw them at red rocks fantastic oh, like seeing sick. them again they even did a four-day stint at red rocks and released a live album so we actually had we were at one of the albums that's released now for a live show wow. we were at that album we were at that's that concert cool. so we were a big my first concert ever was rolling stones with my dad wow the steel wheels tour he's like you, you smell that jason i was like yeah he goes that's what marijuana smells like <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks dad now i know, now I know what uh, marijuana now every time you like. play disc golf you can be like ah rolling yeah, stones <laughs> rolling stones mick jagger so so yeah that's funny i yeah i i loved all that stuff i loved the Avery brothers we, we that was like my band in high school that was what we wanted to be. We wanted to be Mumford and Sons and we wanted to be Avery Brothers, yeah. but we knew that we were doing coffee shops and bar gigs and festivals yeah. where nobody knew that stuff. So we had so the way that we got around it was we literally took pop songs and we turned them into okay. folk songs. Yeah. So that's how we like we played the music we loved by just adapting uh Imagine Dragons and like all these and yep. Beyonce and all this stuff and turned it into folk music. That'd be cool. And it was it was really fun. Like that, but we also did throw in stuff. We we did play a lot of Mumford and Sons. Yeah. We opened up every like a lot of shows with. I've been locked myself yeah. up in my indolence. house for some time. Yeah, talk on indolence. Talk on indolence. Yeah. Uh, and that was it, it was it always gave people a nice taste of like this is what this is going to be yeah. like it's a bunch of uh like teenagers who are going to be yelling at you the <laughs> <show>. <laughs> different version of punk rock it's just folk punk rock yes yeah, yeah, yeah. just yelling at them mm-hmm. so, yeah. i did um because i went my first concert ever was Anne berlin and the vine center at liberty that's that's awesome uh great concert. that would be awesome that's what that's why the feel good drag still just gets me pumped up every time mm-hmm. I, I hear it play and then I'm trying to think the only other concert I remember going to was Lynchstock, which was like Lynchburg's Woodstock. I don't yeah. know. Do they still do it? I don't think they do it. <laughs> I haven't heard about I it. I think they... I didn't... I'm granted, last year was my first year here, but I don't remember seeing it. It used to be really big. They've done it semi-recently. I think COVID somewhat shut it down a little bit. Mm. Um, but they... Because like they used to do it right here behind in the field behind Benjamin's. Okay. Um and they had a stage inside of Benjamin's. They did it whenever I was like at a, Liberty because I did go to one. Yeah, they had it like one stage was inside of Benjamin's restaurant. There's like the back room. They cleared it all out and you could fit like, there's probably like 150 people that could fit okay. into there. Then the main stage was just in the field and the field would just fill up and then they had like a alternate stage over here. Um, and so there, I mean, a few thousand people would come and just, yeah. I, f- I felt like, and just fill that, like it was standing room only in that field. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think that yeah, it was a bunch of like, local bands like yeah. there's a bunch of bands you yeah. hadn't heard of yeah. but they were all solid yeah the the best one was they've gotten a lot the last bison they were mm. from charlottesville okay mm. um really i really like them they were like a folky type they never got big big um but they got a lot bigger than Lynchstock. uh but yeah jimmy and i went and it was just like an all-day thing we just popped around because a few of his friends played in the, like some of the bands cool. and so i really that, feel the like there was a Lynchstock when i was in Cool, because I know I went and saw. Well, the- yeah, that would have been my senior year of high school. Okay, because I, I think it ran through because they moved it downtown. Yeah, after because it got too big for that field. Because I saw the lone, I saw the lone bellow downtown at some point during college, and I really, really liked them. But I think it was for something like that. My last concert was actually during Seafall two years ago or three years ago when Skillet was here. So oh, heck yeah. I love Skillet. That's I've seen fun. Skillet, I think, four times now. So we saw Skillet for King & Country. That's fun. We saw Skillet at a... They used to be a free Christian music fest in Alabama called In Fuego. And like like Toby mm. Mac would come, Lecrae would come, Skillet would come. It was all free, but you just couldn't bring any food in. Mm. So you had to pay for all your food there is how they gotcha. made the food. So I did, I've been to a decent bit of concerts. I think my very first concert was uh dc talk and you the, saw i say i've never 
I never yeah. saw DC Talk. I saw it was DC Talk and the David Crowder band. Oh wow! Um, like in concert, and it was awesome. David Crowder brought out a Guitar Hero guitar that he had like modded to like play stuff, and was playing that, That's and it fun. was awesome. I'm an older guy, but DC Talk still my all time favorite. So yeah. Kevin Max has gone a little off the deep end. I don't know if you followed him at all. <laughs> I haven't politically. So unsurprisingly, he's kind of gone off a little deep end. Actually, I think I told a story before, but I met Toby Mac at Epcot. No way! Places. Yeah, That's crazy. They used to do. I forgot what it's called. They used to do a Christian music sh- like fest at Disney World, the, a separate ticketed event. And we were like at the China Pavilion at Epcot. Me and Hannah were, and we were walking out. And I was like, "That guy looks familiar." I turned around. I was like, "Toby Mac." And he turned <laughs> around, and so and, it, and so I got to go talk to Toby Mac and got a photo with him. That's so. awesome. My friend, like two months ago, sent me a Snapchat selfie because my fr- he lives in Nashville right now, mm-hmm. and he just was at the gym, and Toby Mac was working out next to him. <sighs> that's he just crazy. Sent me, sent me a selfie of him and Toby <laughs> oh, Mac. I responded. I said. How did you recognize him? <laughs> like, I don't think if right now, like in in high school, I would have recognized Toby Mac. Uh-huh. He walked in right now, no shot. He looks pretty similar. He honestly. looks pretty similar. <laughs> I just don't I think the older would, version. I don't of that think guy. it would click with me. Uh, Twenty eighteen was the last Lynch doc. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. The, okay. Then the maybe co-founder it was. of it. I forgot about this. The co-founder of it died in twenty fourteen. Oh. So I think he was the one that was like doing a lot mm. for it, and so then twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, a lot of it was like in his memory and. You know, raising money for his family with GoFundMe and stuff like that, and so I think that the other person just like either wasn't as passionate or just like because it was big. I mean, it had that to be, would be it sick. had to be profitable. You'd imagine it was that a very would be big sick if, thing. Um, but yeah, twenty eighteen back when it was gone. Lynchburg is a, is actually a sneaky music town. Um, I've got because we have a lot of people. they call us the Nashville of the East. They people there are I will say there are genuinely people who call Lynchburg Little Nashville and it's because it, the music scene in, in Lynchburg is actually pretty like pretty intense. There's a lot. There are plenty of producers and plenty of uh, artists for you to collab with. Pretty much a infinite number of them uh, of pretty much any style. Uh, a lot of a lot of indie artists which I like, but there's there's a lot of. Uh, definitely a lot less country than Nashville. Um, but I've got a lot of friends who uh, went to Nashville and they came back here because they had so many gigs here that they like. Uh, I've got a producer friend that literally was about to move to Nashville to be to be a producer, but he had so many producer gigs here that were readily available to him. He was like, "Why would I move to Nashville to have less gigs and have no friends?" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to think, there was a dude. Um. Oh, I wish his name would come to me. He went to my high school and he was just disgusting on the electric guitar. Like just gross. And he went on, he like had some some like he didn't really have a solo career. He just released a few projects solo, mm-hmm. but he played for a ton of like big bands. Oh, that's cool. Like he would um he I think he he might have even toured with someone. Gosh, what was his name? But yeah, I mean Lynchburg obviously most of it's Liberty. Yeah, just from uh, mm-hmm. people coming to the music school, or just—I mean, Liberty has so many people that just talented people show up. Yeah, that is true. It's funny, like this total pivot here, but it's funny how we use negative terms to say positive things, like disgusting. It yeah, was disgusting. It was just gross, but it was awesome. I like it. I think <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. So, like, wait, so you're actually being critical right now? Is he being positive? <laughs> I think he's being positive. Okay. I got it, so. Yeah, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever use disgusting. If I'm relating to skill in a negative way, it's always positive. Not like, with think, skill. No, with yeah. skill. Like if, if yeah, I say okay, like, yeah. "Oh, water's disgusting." Yeah, that yeah. water is gross. But if I say like, "Someone's disgusting at disc golf," I don't think I ever use. True. It as I a, guess if it doesn't make sense in the context, then it's positive. Same thing with like sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I say someone's sick at something, I'm sure people can say like that. That dude's just gross at disc golf, or like, well, I don't know, because if I say someone's form's gross. I'm not complimenting them. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah, if I'm like, oh, his true. disc golf form is just gross. Context matters. Yeah, but if I'm like, oh, dude, he is gross at disc golf, then that means good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's why the American language is hard. Yes. Not English, American language. It's like if you're describing... No, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, there's no real yeah. rhyme or reason. It's just like the tone someone says it. Yeah. Like if I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you just have to talk to form's kind of gross. Versus, <laughs> oh my gosh, his form's gross, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I think... It's just a, I don't know. You just yeah. got to know it. You just got to know it. You just got to know it. If you don't know it, then you don't know it. You know it? Yeah. They don't know it. They or, don't. or they do. Or they do. <laughs> if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. Amen. Hallelujah. Roll that die. Let's roll that die. 
Do you, Jason, I have an immature question for you, if you're okay with it. Questions. Do you think that poop's onomatopoeia, the word poop? Yeah. Cool. We were debating it yesterday. Can, can you define onomatopoeia for the audience? Yes, onomatopoeia is basically a word that sounds like... I know what, what it means, it, by the way. I wasn't asking him to define it for me. <laughs> you're like, you're I actually was an English major, major in yeah. college, so... Yeah, onomatopoeia is like a... A word that a sounds word like that the action sounds like the meaning of the word. Yeah. Plop. Like plop, Click. yeah, yeah. We just were descri- we were talking about that on the course yesterday, and we were like, I was like, well, you know, if you think about it, poop is probably onomatopoeia. Or and then we were just like, you should do like, a series a like, what is it? Robbie has a T bird or a T pad thoughts or something. You should have, you know, something like that. I had the a, majority, a like, friends in the fairway. We were talking fairway. the other day. We talk about poop. If people so. wanted to know what it was like behind the scenes of every foundation yeah. video, like whenever the camera's off, we are spinning for some reason. We always come back to at one at one point during every video we are researching to see what the original meaning of a phrase, of a phrase was. <laughs> or where did it, or it's or it's usually me being like uh, like I'll say something and be like what does that even mean like where does that come from and then we look it up and yep. then we talk about it and we're like that doesn't make sense or like that's weird or usually a lot turns out a lot of phrases that that people say these days originated in some sketchy uh History, yeah, but, yeah. Well, I was, it's funny you say that. I was talking to Elizabeth. So, do you know where? Do you know what? If I, if you say something, say, well, I haven't drank the Kool Aid on that. Do you know what? The, yeah, it's from being mm-hmm. poisoned. It's, it's that, from um, Jim Jones. Yeah, I think it's Jim Jones, a cult, cult that they yeah. all drink. Yeah, poison laced Kool Aid. But we'll say that, like, don't drink the Kool Aid. Right, don't yeah. drink the Kool Aid, or like, oh, I haven't drank the Kool Aid on that. Like, I'm not a big fan of Mumford and Sons. I haven't drank yeah. the Kool Aid on that. Yeah. I'm like, but that's actually really yeah, it's bad. not yeah. very intense. <laughs> that, but I still had it, it slips out of my mouth, and I don't. This well, morning it, I was just not, thinking about that. It's so random. It's so. not as common as a phrase nowadays. Right, I feel yeah. like, but when I was in like high school, like everyone used yep. that. Like not in yeah. our high school, but like adults, mm-hmm. it'd be like if someone like came home talking about like back then greens like drinking greens was like the like weird yeah, hippie yeah. thing to do yeah, yeah. And, like, so that was just the first thing that came to my mind but like someone was like all in on a green superfood yep. then it'd be like oh he's drinking the kool-aid yep. at the chiropractor's yeah. feeding him or whatever and, like nowadays i mean ag1 and so like there's so much science behind it now yeah. but back then it was just like the new hippie thing uh-huh. yeah. but right. but yeah drink the kool-aid <laughs> that used to be a big thing let's see what this dice has to say huh really it still just wants to roll everywhere it's, it's a really good rolling dice i'm gonna do a little barrier here i like that Trevor. Trev dog. T dog. Trev. Trevor again. again. All right, I'm gonna be a, the barrier. Just gonna stay here this time. Trevor oh again. This die, this dies loaded. This dies loaded. <laughs> it's so funny because it didn't didn't land on Trevor. It's Trevor again. Time. <laughs> oh my god. That was the wheel. The die loves Trevor. Oh, okay. The wheel hates Trevor. Silas. Silas. Trevor, Trevor and Silas. Silas and nice. Con Con. All right. There you have. What, Connor, you want to tell us what noise we're making? Yeah, I think that we, we should, still do the noise. We, we can. Done. It's just whenever we think of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I we thought of it. Do the sound of that box opening. The die, the die okay, box, like it's so like a board game box. This it's you opening a board game box. I got it. I got it. Okay. Nice. Okay. I'll that go. was me holding it here. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the bang at the end. <laughs> uh, you just stole that because I was gonna do that, but I'm still gonna do it. So. You can't. It's a boom. There you nice. go. This is mine. And then this is actual, you know, I yeah, think if yeah, we can yeah. recreate it, we can just... <laughs> That good. was my entry. Yeah, wow. That was, that was all in my mouth if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you next week.